Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Does It Get Better? Episode 17. That's correct. This episode is called Overthinking. This uh, called the topic of this episode is overthinking. I'm Neil Rubenstein. That's Rich Gaccioni. And we are hosts. We are hosts with an abundance. Uh, now, is it overthinking or like overthinking? Oh, I thought it was like, I'm <laughs> overthinking. I'm not doing it. I'm anymore. not thinking anymore. <laughs> I'm over it completely. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, I thought the topic would be a good topic because when we were talking about what the topic was going to be, mm-hmm. you were like, oh, I'm overthinking it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, we do do that. We do it all the time. We do. We do do. We make poopies. Um, so yeah, overthinking. How do you not? <laughs> I don't. I've been I, getting better. I've been getting better at not doing it. Um, you gonna say? I, I thought you were gonna say you've been getting better at doing it. <laughs> I've been really good. I'm it, killing it. <laughs> I'm always over. It's like number one thing I do. Top. <laughs> it's the best thing I do. It's one of those things where I'm like, um, I'm endorsed for it on LinkedIn. <laughs> Over the C- CEO of Overthinking Incorporated, I um, I know for the past year, overthinking has been like a thing I've been doing, but also with recognizing that I do it and having therapy and having these conversations and just being more open with people I have conversation with and like emotional investment in um, overthinking has become less of a stressor for me and more of just like, a, okay, I know I do it. Okay. I'm doing it now. All right. Let's take a step back. Like being able to kind of catch it before it like, kind of like what we talked about last time about like having it all pile on um, catching it early and being like, all right, what can I, what, all right, I'm overthinking this. What, what can I possibly do? Like, um, so, so here's a prime example, prime example of overthinking. I was on the phone with my mom the other day and I was just telling her about my trips coming up and I was like, I, you know, oh, I didn't tell, I, you probably caught on, but I did get vaccinated last week. Um, oh. um, my manager and also good friend at the bar I am an employee at she texted me on Wednesday morning last week and was like did you make an appointment yet and I was like no because I'm going away and I couldn't get one she's like can you be at the convention center at two o'clock today and I was like yes and she's like okay go there so um she got me and another co-worker on the emergency list um and we got our first dose of the Pfizer vaccine, which is awesome. Um, So I got my first dose. So that's great. So I was on the phone with my mom telling her about that, telling her about my trip. And she's like, well, you better make sure that um, they don't have any travel restrictions in place on the airlines. I was like, no, they don't like there's you just, they don't care anymore they, the give us. <laughs> they don't care they pile everybody in the plane you can there's they're not even doing the like no middle seat anymore like everybody's on top of each other she's like but 
I had a friend who flew and she needed a negative COVID test before she went and after she went and she needed to, and I was like, and then of course, cause she said that I'm um, in the back of my head. I'm like, well, what if I do? What if I do need that? How am I going to get a COVID test? What if I get a COVID test and it's positive? What if I don't get it in time? What, where am I going to go? And it just started happening. It just, and I was like, but like the surface of me, I like, I kind of like, I kind of like, um, made the direction of the conversation kind of like, I'm like, no, I'll just, I'll look, I'm sure it's okay. Cause one of my good friends, Alyssa, she's a, she's a, a flight attendant and she's, she gives me all the inside info. And I know for a fact that they're not doing anything crazy. International flights are a different thing. Domestic flights, you get on a plane with a mask and you get off and you're fine. Um, I flew to and back from Vegas in November. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fine. But of course in my head, just like, when you get home, they break your ankle. <laughs> um, be careful of that. Be wary. Be wary with broken ankles. Yeah. 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 Okay. When you get home, they're just going to be like, all right, <laughs> have to break your ankle. But of course I hang up. And the first thing I do, I get on the computer. Do I need a negative COVID test to fly to and from? And like, and like everything I'm reading is like, no, 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 no. But I'm like, still. Vegas, <laughs> Vegas, they prefer if you have a positive test. <laughs> They're like, no, no, bring more here. No, we need more. We need more. If we get more we, cases, we get not more. Enough. <laughs> we get more aid money if there's more cases. So just you know, cases. bring it out. So just yeah. come. Just come. Um, you yeah, no, get on the plane. <laughs> but you know, of course, my my instinct kicks in to overthink the whole thing. I know for a fact that I didn't need. A te- a, I was fine. I knew. I knew from the beginning. But yeah, I. You're fine. But anytime there's like a sprinkle of like, oh well, I heard or like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just it's food coloring in the water, <laughs> like one drop, and yeah. the whole thing is green now. And you're like, dude, exactly. But I'm still pretty sure it's water. But <laughs> but what's all this color? Why? How to get here? How do I get it to go away? Um. And that's kind of like, that's how it happens. But I've been be- way better about like, I think one of the most important things is that if you know you're correct. I overthink one of the most important things. <laughs> if you know you're correct and you did your research or you know an answer to a question, or you know a, you have to be confident in yourself. No shot. <laughs> no shot. No shot. I know. So I'm like, oh, I know for a fact. And then, like, someone's like, well, you don't know that. I'm like, oh, right. yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know that. <laughs> you, I can't believe how absolutely correct you are. That was amazing. <laughs> How'd you do that? You don't. Oh, yeah. It's like I, um, I, I, I have such a good understanding of a few things in life, right? Like there's like, there's only a few, like, like I can count on three fingers, how many things I have like a grasp on. And I can be like, I can answer a question of that topic or that subject without a doubt. But even if I do, even if I do, and somebody says anything to the effect of, are you sure? All of that knowledge goes away. All of that, all of the confidence in in my years of learning about a thing, are sucked out of the room. 
And that's what that's what gets that's one of the things that gets you to overthinking is like it's an avalanche of self-doubt, confusion, um, it's just like, wait a second, did I did I learn this wrong? Did I do but like you stress yourself out and then you finally it comes full circle and you're like, oh no, I was right the whole time. And then you're like, what was all that for? And it's like you would overthink less if you were a more confident person. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying about myself. I don't know. It could but be. I don't think that. The, I don't think that. I don't think it's confidence. What do you think it is? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm confident. And <laughs> maybe it's not confidence. I feel like I feel like because my my confidence, my self esteem, my self worth, all of those things, the self all of the prefixed self blank things that I, I need that makes a person like, um, you know, strong and, and abled to do things, whether it be physical, mental, intelligent, whatever. All of those things are like the worst ratings for me. Like I have none of those. Like I'm at like one or zero on all of those things. Oh, it's like a it's like a D&D <laughs> like character. character exactly exactly like I, I roll I roll a zero no I roll a one on any attempt to be like assertive or like confident on any subject or situation and it's like uh like a friend of mine and I were having a conversation and they were like man shit's so bad right now and I, I just like uh, I need to get a job. I need I need to figure out what I'm doing. I need to figure out where I'm living in a couple months. And everything just feels like what we were talking about last time about this like piling on stuff. And I've mentioned this before. It's like in the, that's like an overthinking catalyst for sure. Like you're like, what am I going to do about a job? What am I going to do about where I'm going to live? What am I going to do about money? What am I going to do about What am I going to do about? Like that's how my days start. Like and I'm, other people too, they're just like, what am I going to do about like today I woke up and I was like, what am I going to do about today? Cause today's Monday. Today's like my actual busy day. Even though I don't have a lot going on. It's like, uh, I make food in the morning and then, uh, we do the podcast and then I have exercise and then I go to band practice. Like Monday's like a full day, even though all of these things are like productive things that I am willingly doing f- to better or to, 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 um, uh, contribute to myself and to my life. I overthink what's going to go wrong in between each one or like, like I'm not going to make it. It's, it's like, dude, make what, what, what am I going to do about what am I, what do you mean? What are you going to do about it? All of these things you've chosen to do a B you can choose not to do them. If you don't want to do them, there's nobody holding a gun to my head except myself. And then C it's like, who is going to care if I do or don't do one of these things once one time if I, if I was just not in the space. So I have this like mental war with myself as soon as I wake up on Mondays, even on Sunday nights, sometimes you've probably, everybody has felt this, the Sunday night scaries, you know, like you're going to bed and like Monday night, Monday's looming, like the weekend is over and it's Sunday night. No. I mean, I just never sleep ever. So that's true. <laughs> that's true. Every day is the same day. To Every you. day is the same horrible. Insomnia. <laughs> riddled but no it's like it it goes back to like when you were a kid and like the weekend's over and you have to go to school on monday morning and like sunday night rolls around and like it's getting later and later and you just like the realization that the weekend's over and like 
life starts again the next morning. And that's kind of how like I feel on, on Sunday night sometimes. But why am I overthinking it? What, what, what part about any of the things that I mentioned that I do on Monday sounds negative? None of them. None of them are negative. They're all good things. First thing I do is produce for my business, my small business that I'm trying to grow. That's great. Second thing I do, this podcast. We get to talk. We're, we're making content for other people to enjoy. And we get to talk to each other. We get to just, this, this is great. Then I exercise with my old powerlifting trainer. We do like a Zoom workout once a week on Mondays now. And that's awesome. Getting back into that like process of like proper workouts with a trainer one day a week. And then I go to band practice and I play music with my friends. How can I pull any negative thought out of any of those things? I don't know, but I managed to. <laughs> like I managed to. It might be because every other day during the week I don't do anything. So like having five things, Monday. yeah, having five things on a Monday is just way too much for me to 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 think about. Got to spread it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's just, that's just the over the it's like it's the like it's that doubt. It's like what's going to go wrong? Who's going to who's going to say something in relation to one of these projects that I have to do or one of these commitments that I have on Monday that's going to like throw a wrench in the in the gears like like oh, can we practice at 6 instead of 7? Oh man, it's an hour early. What am I going to do? Oh, I don't know if I'm going to get there. What the hell's wrong with me? Why do I overthink these things? But now it's like <laughs> you do this where you're like uh seems like uh you know can we can we practice a half hour early i got a um i got a thing at 9 30 and you're like it's not enough I'll forget it this is canceled <laughs> like what like no i want to do the same three hours i just want to move it up a half hour you're like what's the no, point you have something to do afterward just do that <laughs> What's the and point? everyone What's the and point? everyone you know is like, what? Why is he throwing a temper tantrum? You're like, it's not a temper tantrum. I just, if you can't do it, you just shouldn't do it. And you're like, <laughs> what? I do that all the time. Just a fucking total break. Yeah. Just total psych psychotic break. It's like, ah oh, no, dude. Then we don't even have time. <laughs> There's not even – yeah, you know what? Let's just do it next week. And you know what? Let's just make sure that we're, we're – you know, you're going to be away. You're going to be away next Monday? Yeah. Uh, we should just stop just doing stop the podcast. It. Yeah, we should, altogether. <laughs> we should just cancel it altogether. We should just cancel the podcast. Oh, this is my – this is my bankruptcy attorney. Should I get this? Sure. Can we pause? No, this is live, right? Yeah, you can answer it. You yeah, can just mute your microphone. Yeah, call him back. Fuck him. All right. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> I should probably just not even file anyway. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, you're not going to be here next week. Like, we shouldn't do the podcast. Oh, to no, totally, totally. It's it, yeah. It goes to that extreme, like that extreme end. Like, oh, you know, if we're not going to do it one time, let's just forget it. Let's forget everything we've we've done. It's totally, totally not worth it. The whole point is that we do it every. We're not going to do it. <laughs> There's obviously no other choice. I had, this is a funny, a funny overthinking when I first moved into this house. So I, I moved in here in January, uh, January, in July, 
last summer. So I haven't been here even a year yet. But I moved in, and then like a month later or so, my friend Andrea and I um, built the fire pit in the backyard. And I looked up like the laws or whatever for my town about fire pits, and they are allowed or whatever, right? So we build the fire pit, get all the stuff, we build it, use it a few times. And then one afternoon, I'm up, I'm, I'm in, in the sink. My sink faces my backyard, and I can see right into my fence. My back fence comes up to right where my neighbor's windows in their house start. So, like, if I look out in my backyard from my kitchen, I see into two bedrooms and a living room. It's the most awkward, like, view. And they don't care about curtains. They're always open. So, I'm in the back. I'm in the, I'm in the kitchen, and I look outside, and I see my neighbor on the phone in the bedroom that's directly like over where the fire pit is. So we're essentially just like, look, we could be looking at each other. My, this window looks right into that window. She's standing in that window on her phone, looking outside, like down. And I swore at that point she was She's making you out. She exactly. I thought she was making a phone call about her new neighbor who has a fire pit in the backyard. And I was so paranoid I was like, no, this is like, it's weird. It's weird, like, owning a house and being in your own yard and, like, you are a lot, like, there's no homeowners association. There's no, like, you can't do certain things. You just abide by the rules and the laws and stuff, so. But I was so hesitant to make a fire, and then if, if I did make a fire over the summertime, like, I would, like, only do it for a little bit. Like, I'd do, like, light it, the, the wood would start burning, and then, like, I could put it out and, like, run back inside, you know? Like, not enjoying this thing that, like, we built together and it's there to enjoy the backyard. And then like a few weeks, and then I actually, I told Andrea, I was like, yo, I, I think my neighbor's like mad that I have a fire pit because I saw her on the phone that day looking at my fire pit. Sure enough, like a month later, what does my neighbor have in their backyard? Fire pit. Of course they do. <laughs> of course they have a fire pit in their backyard. So that was I, the call. She was like, <laughs> hey. Let's get a fire. This kid's got a fire pit. We should get a fire pit. <laughs> uh, and so for a month, almost a month, every single time I wanted to utilize my backyard that I just like moved into this great house and have all this space to enjoy outside, I like was overthinking the fact that my neighbor, who I like barely even know, was like mad at me. Because I had a fire pit or was like calling the fire department or something or the or the town. This is how my brain worked back then. And then like, and then I had a few sessions of therapy where I told them, I was like, yo, I told them that story. I told my therapist, I was like, yo, listen to this. <laughs> it was like, first of all, relax. <laughs> Second of all, it's your house. You can do whatever you want. Third of all, of course they have a fire pit. Like all of the all of the key points were like just reflect on what you thought and reflect on how it ended up. And just But like what if? But like but, what if? But what if, exactly. What if she did call? She's like, yo, <laughs> fuck this dude in his fire pit. And then she called and they were like, No, no, no it's cool. And he she was like, What? Fine, I'll get one too then. And that like <laughs> so she was trying to rat you out. But then she was like, I can't can't beat him, join him. <laughs> so I actually improved my neighbor's life actually by overthinking. Yeah. Um no, I mean, but those are the those are the things, but then I've gotten a lot better at like realizing that little actions or little things that I do 
that could have an effect or consequence on someone else don't need to have that like waterfall of of thinking and, and like backs and forths in my brain like like I was saying about my friend um like oh what am I gonna do about where I'm gonna live where am I gonna do about a job what am I gonna do about this and then they said like but I'm sitting here knowing that I'm worrying about it and I know I'm gonna be all right in a month or so when I get the job when I do this and when I do that so like I don't have to worry as much now because I know it's gonna be okay because I'm an able-bodied human and I can get a job and I can get an apartment and I, I have savings and I can get by and I have a support system. That's something that I know a lot of people can't do or don't do or some people literally can't see the bright side. They can't see themselves on the other side of it and that's okay. Some of us just can't do it. But hearing somebody talk through their problems and like of their overthinking but also like end it with that like but I know it's going to be fine because I can get a job because I've had a job before. I'm an, I'm an adult. I know how to get a job. I know how to get an apartment. I know how to save money. I know, you know, and it's like, I'm going to be all right. If it takes three weeks, if it takes a month, it'll be fine. You know, and that's something that like with overthinking, I never did. You know, you never, you ne you just like, it's just the, it's everything is the end of the world with overthinking, right? Like the the end result yeah. is always like. Oh, I, they're going to call the fire department on me and they're going to come over and they're going to they're going to give me a ticket and they're going to uh, rip up my fire pit and they're going to tell me that um, I'm an idiot. And, you know, they're going to take my my dog away because they're going to take my dog. They're going to take my dog because yeah. <laughs> like, I'm endangering, uh, you they're know. Yeah, they're probably yeah. going to take the dog. Yep. Yep. They're going to they're going to make you poor buddy's ashes. Right. Exactly. They're going to make the me. Fire. Yep. They're gonna, yeah. In the, and then you know, cover them up. Like you can't have, you can't have ashes in your bedroom. <laughs> These are a fire hazard. <sighs> Is that how it works for you too? Oh my god, we've had these conversations. We have, it's like, we definitely have. It's like, oh well, the the Tupperware fell, and there's a crumb. That's right. Yep. So Kathleen's gonna have to vacuum. She's gonna be mad. Then we're not going to talk for a week. I'm going to have to find a new place to live. I'm, <laughs> I'm probably going to have to move out. Because of crumbs. Because of where I have to move out now. Are you saying Tupperware? <laughs> have you Tupper seen Tupperware? Tupperware? Say, say, Tupperware. It again. say it again. Say the Tupperware? first part. Tupperware? Tupper. What's wrong with Tupperware? No, tup Tupperware is fine. There's a... It's um. It's a clip from what are those fucking guys called? Impractical Practical Jokers. Place? They're like what? Impractical Jokers. They're like uh, oh. talking to each other, and one I, one dude is telling a story, and he says Tupperware, and he says it like three times, and then one of the dudes interrupts. He's like, "Hold on, what are you saying?" He said Tupperware. He said, "Say the first part, tub." He goes, "Wrong." <laughs> <laughs> it's tub. He's like, "You've been saying I've been saying this long wrong my entire life. It's not Tupperware." Yeah. Well, that's that Gary, that Gary Goldman bit. Are you familiar with Gary Goldman? I am not. You would love him. A, he's very funny, but B, he had like a, he's got issues, <laughs> and he had like a total mental breakdown and like quit comedy and like, like at like the peak, like he was doing theaters mm -hmm. and had like a Netflix special or whatever else, just quit and became like a cam counselor. Whoa. And just didn't want to think about life. Mm -hmm. Just didn't want anything. 
and then he checked himself into a, a a clinic and this is like on his like like afterward he had a special like uh, called the great depression <laughs> <laughs> but like in an interview he was like yeah when i checked myself into a thing so i was like am i insane or are you gary golden <laughs> and he's like oh, i got good news and bad news <laughs> Um, but he's got a thing too. He's he. For, oh my god! And anybody watching this can find this. It's uh, it's like a Letterman or a Conan. Uh, Gary Goldman. Look up uh, Google Gary Goldman late night abbreviations, state abbreviations. There's this long thing about the state abbreviations about how he watched the documentary on how they came up with the abbreviations. Mm-hmm. Is that there was like a committee. He goes. They hired, they hired a contractor. <laughs> <laughs> but that, they had, what was it? Oh, the hospital. So the guy's like, uh, he's like, and then he's like, oh, you know, put a little holiday sauce on it. He's like, are you saying holidays sauce? <laughs> like, yeah, holiday sauce. He's like, no, it's holidays. <laughs> and then later the guy's like. Etu Brute, and he's like, hold up. You know Etu Brute, but you don't know Hollandaise sauce? <laughs> <laughs> it was just so fun. And he's got all these, like, tangents. He's so, oh, he's such a clever writer. What's his last name again? Goldman, G-U-L-M-A-N. Goldman. Goldman. He even abbreviated like, his last name. He's not Goldman, he's Goldman. 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 It's just so, he's just so funny. He's just like, uh, I don't, don't want to, like, ruin it. Just Go look it up. It's so good. <laughs> I don't know, man. Overthinking. Overthink everything, man. I was just gonna I was just gonna ask, like, is it everything? Yeah, like what's not to overthink? Yeah. You know what I mean? So like geez. and it makes it worse. It makes your life worse, cause I'll do this. I'll like I'm booking a tour for April and May, mm-hmm. and I'll uh, I'll find a guy. I'll be like, yeah, I can help. Like, Sick. So, for instance, uh, this guy in Roanoke, and it's the last day, and I just want, you know, I don't want to drive 14 hours straight home. Of course. So Roanoke's like halfway. I'm like, all right, let me try and get a Roanoke thing. So I do, you know. I pull out all my tricks and I find someone who's going to help me in Rona. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tuesday, he says, I think I got a venue. I'll get back to you by the end of the week. So Friday, that's the end of the week, right? So I got to text him and be like, hey, just checking in. Dang. I need it. It's a little check mark, but there's no picture of him. It's like he didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But it's Monday. So I check the thing again. I'm like, oh, hey, man, just checking in again. And I'm like, oh, man, he ghosted me. Like, I never get a show in Roanoke ever again <laughs> as long as I live. And this whole tour is shot. It's like, no, what? No, dude. <laughs> Everything was fine. You wanted to add a show. The guy ghosted you, which he didn't. The guy ghosted you, 
then you just don't have a last show. You just come home. There's... And he didn't ghost you. Just wait. He'll respond. He didn't... The check mark is just a check mark. It's no it's out of space. There's always a there's always a solution. There's always an answer, and I think you and I both you and I both do this is just like if there's not an immediate answer, if there's not an immediate solution or an offering of a solution for something that we're worried about, that's when everything goes wrong. The like worst. like all this stuff with the DMV that I had to go through, and the stuff that you're probably going through with like the things that you're doing, like paperwork and waiting for someone to get back to you, and phone calls and emails and submitting this and submitting that. It's like I so I did my taxes. I think we've gone over this. I did my taxes February nineteenth. I, I submitted my taxes February nineteenth. Then I waited for this correspondence between my congressman and me and their office because I didn't get the six hundred dollars stimulus thing, and I was I wanted the money. I didn't want it to be a rebate on my taxes, right? Because I owed money anyway. I wanted the money. I didn't want them to just charge me or not charge me. I didn't want to just owe less on my taxes. I wanted $600 in my bank account, but that's not how it would work if, if they, you know, do it on your, so waited for all that. And then I amended my taxes. So that's the only way I was going to get that $600. So I amended my taxes on um, March 4th. And this was like two days before they signed the big bill into law. Right? So the income tax, my tax return was accepted by the IRS the first time. Then I amended it, what, a week and a half, two weeks later on March 4th. It was submitted and accepted by the IRS, right? So it all went through electronically. All my shit was updated. And now, I don't know what the status of that $600 is going to be. The $10,200 in relief, they're saying that the IRS is going to take care of on their own. We won't have to amend our taxes. The IRS is going to look for unemployed wages and they'll take care of it on their own and give you the correct calculated return or whatever that way. I doubt that's going to be as easy as they're saying it's going to be. And then the last part of it is this $1,400 stimulus that everybody seems to be getting except me. I keep checking the IRS website and it says, Payment no not available. available yeah. And it's like either and the options are like the two most like grim things. It's like either you're not avail- eligible for this stimulus payment or we're or we're still processing your information. Yeah. It's like either you died or <laughs> I'm here. I'm right here. And the only so and so to loop this all together. The only reason I did my taxes in mid-February, knowing that I owed money, was because of the possibility of this $1,400 stimulus payment that was coming down the line. I wanted to update my bank account information for direct deposit and my address because the last $600 one, they sent it to my old address after I had moved, but they only had the old one on file because I didn't update it because I had just moved. So I did that on purpose because I was like, all right, I'm not missing out on this third one because I missed out on the second one. And I'm not, and and so you can log on. I actually created an account with the IRS. Like you can, you can create a profile essentially and they'll show you like if you owe money or whatever for whatever year and they'll show you anytime I log into it, it's all just like pending. It just, there's no updates. There's no anything. Now, granted, it's the IRS. 
the busiest time of year, probably the craziest like influx of laws and and money here, IRS there, tax breaks, this, that, and the other thing. Millions and millions of people are waiting for money and they all want it and want it now, which I get. But for someone like me who overthinks all the littlest things, I'm like, I can go into panic mode because every time I check the like status, like every day I check it and I shouldn't, I should just let it, I should just like not check it because every time I check it and nothing has changed, I think like, oh, my tax return must have not gotten it or they don't have the right information for some reason. So I actually, the other day I got in like a, um, a customer service chat with the, um, the software that I use to submit my, my stuff this year. Um, and I was like, Hey, I just wanted to ask a question. I submitted my time. You know, they have all my info cause they're the company that, that I was like, I submitted this on this day. Does that mean the IRS has all of the correct information they need? They were like, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay. So even if I sent an amended return let's in, let's just say <laughs> for, for shits and gigs, let's just say, they don't. What happens? They were like, every if you if you print out the finalized amended um, tax return, right? All the information that's on there. If you print out what you submitted, that's what the IRS has. So I have I obviously printed it out the day I did it, so I have it as a record. I look I've looked at it like sixteen times trying to find something wrong with it, but I can't, but I'm just like convinced. Oh, there's something wrong. Oh, there's... <laughs> wrong. The two things, well, the... sorry, go ahead. The two things that they need to get me the, st- the stimulus money is my correct address, which they have, which is wrong. And my, <laughs> and my bank account information, which I've double and triple checked, like against like a check with the routing number on it and my account number, like it's on there. You put too many zeros. I put too yeah. many zeros. Yeah, there's one two. Like my eyes get like blurry, so like yeah. I don't like I don't Weird. see like, one extra two, zero. Is that, zero, <laughs> is that four zeros? Yeah. So the fuck the bankruptcy thing. Yeah. Does they send you they send you a letter in the mail? They say we're gonna do the meeting over the phone. Okay. Because COVID. Item three is uh, make sure you submit your ID the day before. And item four is to sign something or something about taking an oath mm-hmm. and like a notary republic. Yep. I'm like, all right, no information whatsoever. <laughs> Just make sure you submit your ID the day before. So I call the fucking dickhead and I'm like it says submit it but doesn't tell you how to submit it oh yeah you have to mail it in oh god that's a mail a hard (laughs) copy okay but you guys gonna tell me or are you gonna wait (laughs) so I called like, doesn't make sense. Then I, I call, I'm like, and then what's this thing about the oath? <laughs> and the woman's like, well, I can really only speak to a lawyer. I can't. Re-. And I'm like, well, I don't have a lawyer. 
So you're gonna have to speak to me. <laughs> like I'll have to get back to you. And that's she was gonna that's who was calling before, mm-hmm. but it's just like it's like just put the instructions in the fu- you send the letter, put the instructions in the letter. Right. Well, I gotta guess. <laughs> I hate I hate everything. Dude, it's, it's speaking of letters and shit like that, so for that whole second stimulus check thing that I that I reached out to the congressperson for they they did they they did their duty and like actually contacted the IRS and let them know that mine was missing cuz the IRS sent me an actual communication via paper mail that I got um yes or Saturday yeah we got and, those too saying the 600 was sent to us no so this is different this was actually uh, that I got I got that one too I got the thing saying that I should have gotten it but this was an actual letter stating that we we were in touch with your congressman about your missing $600 stimulus check. We found that and they it, they explained why I didn't get it. Now this is the this is the wild part. It said your bank card, you know, they sent me for god knows what reason. They sent me the bank card, right? They sent this in the mail. We sent out your your debit card on January 6th. It oh, came geez. back it came back undeliverable to the address we had on file, which was my old apartment. I don't know why it would have done that. Everything that I've gotten, I've gotten like forwarded junk mail for my old apartment, but I don't get an IRS. All right. And then it says, we were unable to resend undeliverable or returned uh, checks after January 15th. And I'm looking at it like they sent it out on January 6th and they had a deadline or some weird cutoff point of resending them as January 15th. So they had nine days for my check to get mailed to me, undelivered, mailed back, certified as undeliverable. But then they were like, "Eh, it's past January 15th, can't send it. And they chuck it in the garbage. And then they just say, you know, put it on a rebate on your taxes. What? Because I kept calling in the beginning. I called the IRS and they were like, well, you have to wait six to eight weeks to see if it comes in the mail. And if it doesn't come in the mail, then you can start a trace on it. And the trace uh, takes two to four weeks, but you have to wait until after March 14th to do like the most crazy amount of time you have to wait for each step for them to even tell you where it went. But then I get this thing in the mail saying that it wasn't, you know, January 15th was like the cutoff to send anything else out. So anyway, it's just um, contradictions of things are just like are the worst because like you and I, you and I kind of see things clearly. We, we can see things in a way that's like, this is the thing that makes sense. Why isn't the thing that makes sense happening, right? Like... Why didn't you tell me that I I needed to send you this piece of identification in the mail? Why did I have to call you like the the doctor's office like the, with the insurance thing that you've you, you talked about in the past? Like, <laughs> like guess who my doctor's gonna be? The one that it wasn't supposed to be. Like what what's going on? <sighs> so that means so all of that that I went through. This is the point of me me rambling about all that stuff. Because I went through all of that already, I am resigned to the fact that that's happening again. Because yeah, that's yeah, what happened. Yeah. Like, you know, 
I did my side. I did my taxes. I, I set up a payment plan to pay back the money. And then like all this new stuff that's like, oh, well, they're going to give you the, the $10,200 tax credit and they're going to just do it for you. Like, are they really? Is all this stuff going to line up, uh, you know, easy peasy? There's no, sh- there's no shot that's going to work. Yeah. I, I mean. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It'll it'll work. It'll work for the people who it doesn't need to work for. It'll work for the people that like it doesn't need to work for. That's like that's what my that's how my mind works. Like the person who doesn't need it the most will get it the easiest. It's like I feel like I'm always like Hey, can I just get help once in my life? Can I just get it? Can I be in the front of the line just once? Because like that would be really helpful right now. No, you have to wait six to eight weeks. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> you know, you know, Jeff Rosenstock, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. He's got that new, his like last single, I guess. That song Scram. Did you see that video or no? I have not. No. The line is, uh, all my life I've been told to wait my turn by people who have never waited their turn. <laughs> that's the accuracy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's it, man. Wait, wait your turn. I'm going to cut the line. I got a friend at the front. <laughs> you wait your turn. The system works. Just wait your turn. I have a friend at the front. He's going to get me in. I mean that did okay. Okay, I can't say that it's never. I did get that treatment with my my COVID vaccine. I did get the. But after being told that you weren't a yeah, set, like yeah, you exactly. weren't important enough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. After they were like, "Ah, eh, you could die." Yeah. No. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can keep you exposing die. yourself you're to not. the general public. You're fine. You go fuck off. <laughs> and then you went and did something. You put, you know, like. You put things in motion. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like. <sighs> just like. Do you have any side effects? I felt tired the next day. That's it. It wasn't even like. I know a lot of people are like. Say that they're like. Um, they feel like they had the flu or whatever. Or like. I was just like. Tired. Like. I just was like. You know what? It would be better if I was just laying on the couch rather than forcing myself to be doing anything right now. So I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? And then the next day I felt fine. I've just been like, you know, my arm hurt like as of course, cause I just get a shot in the arm. So, um, yeah, but that's I, it. I don't know, man. I got like, I don't know if I got side effects or if I, if it was just COVID, you right. know, cause I got COVID. Right. But... Right. So the same day, your luck, like, <laughs> Yeah, it you, was, got the like, vac- it was, you got the vaccine was, and COVID the same day. You got the bonus pack. <laughs> I got the bonus pack. I uh, I had the, I went to the dentist this morning. Mm-hmm. How was that? I do not do not do well at the dentist at all. First of all, I get there. There's a guy. His mask is like this, of course, and he's like pacing in the the waiting room, and then he pulls it off completely to take a drink. And then he's like holding the drink. He's like talking to the lady behind the glass. He's staying in the middle. And I just, I just had had enough. And like, I just like got, I was like, I'll be in the hallway. And I just like walked out. 
Like I'm not sitting. Like I'm not sitting here, so you can fucking breathe on me. Like it's been a year. I know. I know. How do you not know? <sighs> it's been a year. How do you not know how to behave in public? And it's been it's a year, and now it's like people are seeing that other people are being more lax about it. So it's like it's been a year, and oh, maybe I think it's time that we don't have to be so serious about it anymore. There's, it's just like it's wrong. It's wrong. People's people's perception of what's happening is wrong. Like, yes, there's a vaccine. Yes, people, it's less, I don't know. I don't even want to say it's less important because that's not, that's not the right words. But yeah, just fucking, just act like you're supposed to act. Keep other people's well-being in mind, you know? Like, um, like I finally go in. I have like the worst insurance. I have like, like cheap ass and health and like dental insurance. So like, it's the worst. It's the worst. Like she make like, she like so just hand you like the X-ray machine. And she's like, oh, just take a few. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. And I just, I just don't do well. At the dentist man, she like she's putting stuff in my mouth, and I'm like, ah. oh <laughs> was it just for like a checkup or something? Yeah, just like a cleaning, like mm. a. Six months, mm-hmm. every six months. I hate. I, really I hate that. I hate getting my teeth cleaned. The the scraper, the scraper thing. Ugh. Oh, scraper. Hey, I gotta hold the fucking suction. I'm like, <laughs> I, I didn't go to school. To hold the suction. <laughs> do you really have this do-it-yourself dentist? Do you really like? Yeah. You... <laughs> Everything hold. You here. You hold this. I'm like. No. I went to the dentist a couple months ago, actually, and they weren't letting you spit. They weren't using the suction thing, and they weren't letting you... Like, they had, like, the rubber film over the little dish with the water. They were like, because of COVID, nobody nobody's spitting. Um, and no, they did have the suction, because if you couldn't get anything out of your mouth, that would have been disgusting. They did have the suction thing, but you couldn't you couldn't rinse your mouth out. So, like, she did, like, the... You know, the cleaning and then like suctioned a little bit and then left me with like bloody post cleaning scrapes in my mouth. <laughs> that would have been a that would have been a negative Yelp review. <laughs> One out of five stars would not recommend. Would not recommend that at all. So outrageous. So this is a another uh, episode of uh IRS slash DMV. <laughs> the irs podcast <sighs> it's it's um, it's gonna get better though it's gonna get better does it does it get better does it i don't know we tell you i thought i'll tell you <laughs> that it, no well I if, mean, if you don't overthink I, it it'll yeah. get better i guess that's the root of all evil right it's just like everything's like everything's just in my head like Everything doesn't have to be a monster, essentially. Like, everything doesn't have to be, like, out there to crush whatever positive thing that you're trying to achieve, right? And I think we are the only, like, we as people are the only reason that that way of thinking happens is because 
that overthinking turns into that just like negativity monster and it just like destroys that positivity. And you gotta, it's hard. It's hard to not do that though. I mean, yeah, it's like, that's what I'm, but as I was saying earlier, being in therapy and being able to talk through some shit and being able to be like, you know what? You got to be in control of it. And that's, that's, that's always been, and always will be something I refer back to. It's just to control, controlling your, your, um, train of thought and stuff with, with thinking and overthinking and reacting to a situation. Like the second time I went to the DMV and the woman was like, okay, you're all set. And I was like super relieved. And then I was like, all right. So I'm also like in the, in the, I was going from leasing the car to buying the car. So like the title has to change, but I was like at the end of my lease. So I was registering the car under the bank's name then, but I'm going to have to come back and register it under my name when I get the title, like all this paperworky stuff. It was all like a perfect storm of like should have been taken care of earlier, but it wasn't because it wasn't the right timing. Anyway, she's like, Oh, Oh, like that, like that, like that, like, defeated O, you know? And I was like, yeah. what is, what does that mean? She's like, well, you know, you could just do it now and I could stamp this paper and then you could say, I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I'm going to do it this way because it's going to work. Right. Like it's going to, you're going to register the car and it's going to be taken care of. Right. She's like, yeah. I'm like, what do I need when I come back? She's like, you need a this or that and the other thing. I was like, is that it? She's like, yes. And I'm like, can you write that down for me on this thing? Yes. So I got her to write it down. And I'm like, no matter, writes it down. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to let this next step turn into a monster though. That's the point. I was like, she's telling me what I need. She, and I know I have to come back eventually when the title gets to the bank and then the bank gets the title and this and then the other thing. But the point was, I didn't leave there like I did the first time and being like, come home and like, just like stress ball, owing taxes and, and owing this and owing that. And it, it was like probably the first time I actually like handled a situation the best I could, you know what I mean? And not right. over, overthought it. So there's progress to be made. If I can, if I can be like, I'm captain overthinker. If I can, if I can wrangle my thoughts a little bit better than I could about a year ago, then, um, I know you can. And those who might be dealing with that can do it too. At least I think so. I like to be the positive guy. And <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm. cause you can't either. Yeah, it's true. Like, Oh, did you? And you're like, wait, no, I, I, don't, I did. <laughs> wait, did I? <laughs> yeah. Did I? There's a did be, I deal with it? Being confident. No, not not so much. All right. Um, this has been episode number 17. 17. She's only seven. Dude. Songs were creepy as fuck. <laughs> Yes. Yes, they are. She's only 17? Daddy says she's too young, but she's old enough for me? <laughs> Gross, man. That was on the radio. Gross. Gross. Ugh. All right. Thanks for watching. All listening. Right. Thanks for watching and listening. See you next time.
Bye, Rich. Bye. Stop. It's good talking to you.